there has to be a mass ripping off moment, like a shocked, like who is this? It has to happen. <laughs> I want to see characters interact with each other without like with one knowing who it is and not like you know that's always fun with like mm-hmm. masquerade, where it's like you get to just see fun interactions that you don't usually get to. Or maybe, um, abundant. Hear me out. Character character A and B are masked, right? And character B doesn't think that character A knows it's them because they have their masks. But character A fully knows that character B is character B. And then they get dancing. Oh my god. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 119 of Purple Hyacinth, Sally is And there's lots of stuff to discuss in this episode. We'll start out with a private, not complete meeting. We have Queen Elizabeth, we have Safan, and I'm sorry I did not look up those two lords' names. Does anyone remember those other two lords? Dark here and Gray here? Um... I don't think we actually know. So okay. we're calling Mr. Goatee and um, I looks like a musician to me or Einstein, Albert Einstein. So Einstein is constant. <laughs> so Mr. Goatee says, uh, better safe than sorry. We can't risk having Chief Sinclair raising an army for the right hand unbeknownst to us. So right away we see, you know, they are having this internal private meeting to express their suspicions of Dawkins right away. Mm-hmm. And not only do they suspect Dawkins, but Albert Einstein says, I've never quite trusted Chief Sinclair, and it seems more and more like I've been right to. All these years with so few progress on the phantom site, surely someone must be throwing sand on the wheels with the APP. And, um, and you know, Goatee says, and who would be better placed for this than the chief himself? And Kafan says, especially with the help of his lover, so conveniently high-ranked in the government. And so anyway, so I just want to say my first thoughts about this was, you know, you know how I had this theory about Queen Elizabeth and what she's doing behind the, the scenes, and I'm still like in a reserve judgment on that. But these people are at the very least, you know, genuine, I guess, about their suspicions. You know, they they're I don't know if I would call it underhanded machinations, since they're doing some of it, but they are doing it for the purpose of figuring out who's in the fandom safe. I feel like that's kind of like what their job is, you know? So like they're just doing their job. And- yeah. Well, they're, these are definitely like the nobility. And so like the higher ranked people. And so the phantom scythe especially poses a threat to them as the phantom scythe uh, really likes to target nobles. And I think, we can safely assume that this is the can- uh, council that Elizabeth mentioned in episode 68. And so, like, below the king, it's these people. They're the next, like, step on, you know, ruling Artalis. So um, I think, especially after the factory explosion, you know, there's a lot of questions about what's going on with the Phantom Scythe. So, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the main things with them is in their mind, if you're a noble, why would you even, like, entertain any of the Phantom Scythe's requests for anything? Because, again, they don't see 
the poor and underprivileged as like needing these improvements or as at least from what we've seen DACA and Tristan are really trying to make it better for everybody especially DACA and with really pushing like trying to talk to like the fans of Scythe and all that and it just does make him look suspicious but at the same time for them it's kind of like why are you even entertaining these terrorists requests and that's that that suspicion like pushes them to think okay what if they're the leaders and I'm just like Y'all are doing nothing though, but I get it. But you're doing nothing. <laughs> right. Those they have not been they've been missing the point. <laughs> yeah, I think a big part of uh like their mistrust to Dawkins stems from like how Dawkins shares an ideology with the Phantomsite and how Dawkins is more open to uh you know talking with the Phantom Scythe and trying to just make a truce uh between the two groups. And so uh, it makes Dokken an easy target. And then especially with Tristan, how, as they're saying, he hasn't been very efficient as a chief of police. It makes them very uh, easy targets to point fingers at uh, when it comes to how the Phantom Scythe has evaded the nobility. And so I, I think there is something interesting about how even just entertaining the idea of talking to the Phantom Scythe or treating the Phantom Scythe as anything more than just like terrorists or scoundrels. I mean, they kind of are, but like, you know, having the idea that, you know, maybe there could be talks between us, right? And just even like agreeing with some of the Phantom Scythe's ideology about class, it, you basically become aligned with the phantom scythe in the eyes of the people around you regardless if you really are in the phantom scythe or not mm-hmm. yeah right it's a, it's a shame i mean <laughs> I, I don't know what the phantom scythe would do if the the monarchy was you know actually improving the situation for the, the lower classes like would they stop doing terrorist acts or would they just continue because they've become used to being violent and in control but, you know, it's like they're just shooting themselves in the foot, right? I mean, obviously, we know they've made some improvements, but not enough. And it's just sad. I hope you haven't realized. But maybe let's do a little bit. Anyway, so Queen Elizabeth continues uh, about Dawkins. Someone my husband trusts blindly, unfortunately. They were practically raised together, and he's been right hand for longer than Philip has been found. That's interesting that they were raised together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, noble families probably mm. yeah we don't really know much about the rhymes and like that would be really interesting though like say Dawkins was the leader um you know it would really draw a parallel between him and edward because or not edward him and philip because like you know they're the childhood friends who grew up together and then they kind of like ran the country together for a bit you know that'd be interesting yeah, I'm not saying that, I'm not he is the leader, but you know that'd be a cool parallel. Good irony, too. Mm-hmm. And I think what the next thing that Queen Elizabeth says, I think, points us to something. She says, "Ranzel despised King Edward, just like he despises our ways." And I think I wonder if there wasn't like something more personal, some reason that Dawkin despised King Edward. Was it just because he was, you know, an uncaring monarch, or was it? something personal like he was his friend's dad right like usually when you're a kid you know, and like he's been you know an adult what what happened that made him hate him i'm thinking there might be a backstory there 
I think it could be linked to the stuff that happened in the print shop, right? I don't know, like that might be too soon, so too close to like the explosion and stuff, but you could see it like being sort of linked, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But it seems... that could definitely be an, an inciting incident for Rinsel to be like, okay, the king is not a good person and I do not like him and his policies. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, like, I'm wondering, because we know that Edward was much more, like, he cracked down on, like, free speech a lot more, and especially, like, reporting and journalists who would report on uh, his, like, laws, and then he would also crack down on the socialist groups and the protesters against his government. And he also had and the so, death penalty. <laughs> yeah, he had, yeah, he had the death penalty. Um, and so, like, Bundin, I wonder if that's why Dawkins disliked king edward because uh you know it's just very good reason to hate someone you know they're making journalists disappear like that's a little shady you know but again it's also just a kind of soon or like just very recent to the like well not really recent 10 years ago more than 10 years ago but it's just close to the allendale train station tragedy and elizabeth kind of her wording of this speaking of how Dawkin and Philip were childhood friends. It makes it seem that Dawkin has disliked Edward for much longer than uh, the timeline that we know of right now with the yeah. socialist groups disappearing or the journalists disappearing. And so, yeah, it could have, it's also interesting to note that because they grew up together, Dawkin kind of had like a first, like first class seat to seeing all of the atrocities that the royals committed. You know, he's probably involved in a lot of them as well. I might have seen Edward on the more personal side. Like, I'm not sure if he was, well, it depends how sheltered he was raised in terms of how much he saw about, you know, outside of him, like the classes that he wasn't part of. Um, you know, that really depends on how sheltered he was. But I think maybe he would have seen Edward personally, maybe personally, not just as a as a monarch, and maybe also as a father, maybe he would have jerked, you know, to like, uh, to his son. Yeah. Uh, we do know that Dawkin was Edward's right hand for a time, and then he became Philip's right hand. We mm. don't know when or for how long he served Edward, but... He would have been pretty young, also... too, right? He would have been, yeah, like, late 20s, early 30s, potentially. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, because we we know that Edward was not that great a guy and I'm pretty sure we knew that Dawkin disliked Edward from before I don't remember when but it was might have been inferenced but yeah having it kind of confirmed is interesting because like you know Elizabeth picks up on it yeah yeah and you know she also said just like he despises our ways that's a really much about like us against them thing you know <laughs> Again, I still like to hold out by Elizabeth, you know, something behind the scenes theory. But honestly, really, if I have to be honest, from the way she's portrayed here, she just seems like a flat out villain and, you know, flat out uh, member of the nobility who doesn't care for the poor. And, um, you know, she says that it's very strong here, which is like, it's us, our ways, our noble ways versus, you know, the poor. So unfortunately, I may have to abandon my, my theory of Elizabeth having more depth to her. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I agree with Mindy. Like, I think, you know, on the it's us against them mentality, I think it would have been, in, or I think it would be interesting because this issue is 
definitely probably going to get explored much more to see like the motivation of Lisbeth because I feel like we haven't really gone that much on her right because we know that like she wants she wants to rule our tallest and she does that by like puppeting her husband and she has um she has a mentality that's very similar to the old king and that old king got you know assassinated in a huge bomb explosion for his ways um but you know i kind of just want to see why elizabeth is the way she is you know why she has this mentality and she still looks at the world and is like yeah this mentality is the right one to have because you know her oppression of the poor just kind of cycles into itself and you know that's how you get stuff like the phantom scythe and you know when you silence the peaceful groups then they become violent in phantom scythe and she knows that this does she know that snapdragon became phantom scythe i don't think so never mind but she might again. i feel like when we first had Dokken and elizabeth have that like conversation in the dark where people began to like joke ship them uh, he <laughs> mentioned something about snapdragon and like you know what you like something along the lines of like you know well like what your actions can lead to or something like that something along yeah. those lines yeah so for elizabeth i just wonder like does she realize how she perpetuates issues that further empower the phantom side like does she view herself as a problem and if not why doesn't she view herself as the problem she, she doesn't just because she thinks she's right yeah but like i just what is she trying to achieve you know because like is she trying to ensure her status is she trying to ensure like power you know and we could say like she's trying to ensure her money right that's a very she's also trying to ensure the safety of her child who will become king and have this target on his back eventually yeah so i just wonder like i wonder if we're if we're gonna get more of that you know if we're gonna see more into elizabeth because right now she's kind of a bit qd i think in how she's like you know she's a very easy bad guy and it's valid that's why i was kind of hoping like i was hoping there was something else like maybe she comes from the south side originally or she's from different kingdom like i really was hoping for more development from her but i really i'm i'm not seeing it so i think she just might be the stock of villain you know like with the well, first like, like, chapter where we see her backstory and stuff and it's mm -hmm. like oh like a flashback to that time and like the court of king edward and all of that and mm -hmm. i feel like we will get that yeah i'm same. not sure like i i don't know i feel like that's something that's like crucial to the understanding of the plot and how things yeah. ended up as they are now so, so yeah i'm, I'm really excited for, for that i'm sorry i'm really excited for when we get that because elizabeth is kind of a bit of an enigma to me and so i'm really curious to see more into her and i'm looking forward to when that comes <laughs> well who knows maybe we'll be elizabeth stan one day too <laughs> no, i doubt it <laughs> i'm curious about her backstory but i don't think it's gonna change anything i feel towards her <laughs> all right that's fair. So, I'm friends, I've, I've called it before. Rhymesel and Sinclair are two best prospects of the leader. And someone on the, the Discord said, oh, you know, they're, they're, he's theorizing just like us. Theorizing. <laughs> Which is 100% true. Everyone's trying yeah. to figure out who it is. <laughs> and with the bring back, I'm glad we all agree. Hopefully, I will bring my husband to see clear as well. Neither of them can be trusted. In the meantime, her earrings are great, by the way. Sorry, I just noticed them and I really like them. You know what to do. She turns to Stefan and says, Spymaster. He nods. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. okay, so 
we know that there are multiple spy masters so i'm kind of confused if like this is the spy master referenced in 68 because yeah, I forgot in that, like dawkins spy master and i need to check like is it the same spy master there because we also know that some other spy masters have been mentioned lately and they're all different like, i feel like this is like a game of thrones thing where everybody just has their own network of spies at this point yeah like obviously the, that- we've been you know ps has a spy master and we've been speculating yeah. to be L, in which case it would be incredibly ironic if stefan is the spy master for the royals and his son Raphael is spy master for the king's sight yeah i feel like will's family you know really need something going on with them and we see stefan's going on but now we have to figure out Raphael and Josephine. Me and Josephine's just like, you know, half corpse. But like Raphael is still pretty suspicious. So maybe he's the messenger. I still think he's the spy master. Maybe not the royal spy master, but like the phantom size spy master, perhaps. Um, Be a fun parallel. Yeah, because outside of like Lauren's family, Will's the only one in the main four with a named family. You know, we see Kim's parents, but we don't know their names. So, Will, your family, what are they hiding, you know? And also the fact that, like, in the last episode, Will talked about how, like, his, he's kind of shocked that his father hasn't been assassinated yet. Maybe the, one of the reasons why. I think that there's a big, deeper meaning for that. But I think one of the main reasons why, potentially, is that because he has this whole network of spies, he just knows what's up and can nip that in the bud before it can affect him, potentially. Mm-hmm. I think there's I more sus things going on with that, but that could be... I was also thinking, uh, because of, like, you know, Sandman was saying about how the Phantom Scythe uses relationships against its members, right? Mm-hmm. We can basically say Raphael is somehow involved within the Phantom Scythe. And it could be that not only Will is being used against him for blackmail, but Stefan as well. Hmm. Someone, someone said that what if, um, I forgot who it was, so with me? What if Stefan had been the one to push his son Raphael to be in the PS and in the spy master so he could have someone speaking within the PS, you know, a spy within the PS? Maybe that's how Raphael got into the PS. And then he was yeah. like, I like it here. <laughs> well, or maybe not. Maybe he's, maybe not. You know, he feels forced into it. And whether it was his dad, or we always figured it was forced into it for some reason. But maybe it was his dad who did it. Mm-hmm. To have a, uh, a but like that would be really dangerous to do right because if you're the son of this very important like he would have been the chief of police at the time right you're the son of the chief of police and you all of a sudden want to join us and that's not suspicious at all like, <laughs> like i would be like if i was in the phantom set and this happened i would be like this guy is fully a double agent right so like there's something that happened that allowed him to do this or mm-hmm. some sort of trial that he sort of went through to like prove his loyalty perhaps and who knows maybe he is still loyal to his father we don't know but yeah i just that would be a really hard sell for me if this rich boy rolled up to my organization and was like i want to join it's like you know who your father is right you how like how would we ever trust you <laughs> It's okay, Bundant. He knows how to play piano blindfolded. I think that's enough to convince them. Yeah. <laughs> they needed a piano player, for sure. Yeah. I love how, like, the more, with every chapter that has 
officially some more information about like the the mystery we just got more questions <laughs> yeah I, mean, that's kind of, I, I mentioned this in like fan theories though because i just got like episode 114 i think it's interesting how unrelated lauren and karen have been to a lot of this information you know like this they never even found out about this uh spymaster from 86 and we already know his identity now <laughs> And then we also know Apostle Seven's identity, so I think that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Part of the fun with a lot of stories is seeing characters, uh, like us knowing inf- information that the main characters don't, and seeing them either like come close to finding it out or seeing some pattern but not putting it together. I don't know, I love that in a story where it's like, you know what they don't know, and Ooh. seeing them try to figure it out, seeing them react to like their lack of knowledge is just kind of like frustrating, but also like fun. I don't know. Yeah. You're just like, just figure it out already. I have, I have a question. I like, I'm wondering with the all these mysteries that we have in Phantom Side, how long is the reveal going to last? Like, is it going to be like one episode at the end where like everything is revealed and it all falls together? Or is it going to take, because there's a lot of stuff to address. Like, so is it going to take like 10 episodes in the end or something to reveal all of it? How do you think it'll work? Will Sofanef will structure that? I think. Loon is going to find out Redcliffe's, or they're going to find out Apostle Seven's identity before the ball, because they, because right now they need a motivation to go to the ball, and um, it's just a big event, so there's, like, a lot going on, and it'd be easy easier for them to slip in, so, because right now we know that Kim and Will are going to be at the ball, because they probably signed up, right, and they're main characters, so they kind of have to be, um, we can assume that Bella is going to be at the ball because she's Circus Royale and the circus will be performing. And then we can also safely assume that Darcy is going to be at the ball since she's nobility and she it's the kind of thing she'd be invited to. And maybe Lauren's invited to it too, but for whatever reason, she declines. Or maybe... Okay, so basically, that means Kira needs a reason to go to the ball. And maybe... maybe lauren does go and she takes karen as her date you know but they need a reason to do loon stuff right so that would be their reason they find out that apostle seven is uh redcliffe i i can see them fully just breaking in and it's a masquerade right so they have Mm -hmm. they'll just wear masks and masks and disguises so they can fully just break in because they're really good doing that (laughs) just be in this party blending in with this crowd of uh, masked people. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's been confirmed as a masquerade, but I really like how everyone agrees that it is. Because I agree. <laughs> it's going to be a masquerade. If you tell me it's not a masquerade, I would like, I would look at you very funny. It makes sense in my mind. <laughs> I feel like it's like a mandala effect. Like, isn't that what it's supposed to be? I could have sworn we had this information before. There has, be, has to be a mass ripping off moment, like a shocked, like, who is this? It has to happen. <laughs> I want to see characters interact with each other without, like, with one knowing who it is and not, like, you know, that's always fun with, like, mm-hmm. masquerade, where it's, like, you get to just see fun interactions that you don't usually get to. Or maybe, Abundant, um, hear me out, Character character A and B are masked, right? And character B doesn't think that character A knows it's them because they have their masks. But character A fully knows that character B is character B. 
and then they go dancing. Oh my god. I, I was gonna say I want that for Bell RC. I want one of them to be like completely mass, you know. Mm. I, mean, I don't know, they like have Bella. very distinct features with the both of them. So it's like, how would they do that? Um also aren't Tristan and Duckin now aware about the ball being really sus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there's they, been... they'll definitely be doing stuff with me yeah. now, probably mm-hmm. to try and get shit figured out yeah sorry Sorry, i was just gonna say that there's been a lot of recent foreshadowing about shit going down at the ball because a lot of people have been like hey is the ball really safe to uh host you know (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. all right so back to the scene we hear it starts fading out. We just see uh, we will be meeting tomorrow at the council too. And then we focus in on this picture of presumably King Edward on the wall behind him. And it's an actual person. I don't know who it is. Um, it's a picture of an actual person, but like from real life, but I don't, can't recognize the person. And then we zoom in on, on his eye. And what do you know? Darcy is spying on them through that eye. Okay. <laughs> She's Princess Diaries to royal engagement energy, and I appreciate it. She's so hot for it. Also, I wonder how she found it out. Some people were saying that, like, she know, made Dokken, it. taught her. I thought it was like all the secrets of the castle, and then Dokken learned those secrets from Philip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I could see that they're playing around in the castle. They find these rooms that people might have forgotten about or just don't use anymore, don't think they're secure, and then shares it with his um people who are spies for him this is a, a closet but i don't think I, th- I think whoever built this people was definitely uh spying like i don't think king philip would have left this people unless he's really dumb but i think if he knew about it as a good like i don't think he would have left it there just for anyone to spy on him mm-hmm. true <laughs> I, 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 he could be really stupid or trusting but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> So she's hiding, she's looking there, and then little Prince Arthur puts his head around the corner, and he's like, no, he's so cute. She hears him, and she's like, turns around, and you see that the view is very interesting, because, you know, it's a kind of like this gray, it looks like this long tunnel. To me, it, it tenders the feeling of, like, being trapped, or being, like, just not present. Or what is that? I, mean, I, thought, I thought that was the purpose of that panel. To just show that how trapped she is. Maybe you think that? Um, I think, okay, I didn't really see it before, but it looks like she's actually like in a tunnel, you know? And so, because you scroll down a bit and it looks like she's like making her way back down the tunnel and then mm-hmm. she kind of like climbs up something maybe or like bends down and then yeah. there's the closet. So, oh, okay, fine. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, I was wondering about that. Yes, but yeah, it's like a false, like yeah. there's like a trapdoor yeah. somewhere that she can like crawl into from from that crawl space into mm-hmm. the closet. But now I'm wondering, like I didn't realize it was a tunnel before, mainly because I would just like speed read it before. But like the castle has tunnels, Redcliffe's mansion has tunnels. You know, maybe <laughs> the PS can use tunnels to infiltrate. Uh, the, the castle um, um, the castle having a lot of tunnels makes sense I've read a lot of like not fantasy-ish but like you know there's like 
castles and fortresses and stuff and in order for people to make like a quick escape unseen they'll go through the secret passages that they know about because they are like the ruler or whatever and stuff mm -hmm. so like seeing this i was like okay secret tunnels also yes princess diaries too same <laughs> shit secret tunnel <laughs> open the thing to the eyes in a portrait to spy on government meetings mm -hmm. same same plot yeah and Nancy and Bella really do like be hiding in their respective tunnels they're so girlfriends for that <laughs> and then the both in the, the, the note at the end was like near like being trapped in the closet yeah yep very very on the nose very uh okay mm -hmm. yeah so she quickly shuts the people arthur is looking for her he looks in the door right and then you see her like you said looks like she's coming through the tunnel pushes open the door comes out and then little arthur open the door and she's like you found me and she's sitting there on the floor no, no sign of that little trap door and it's a really cool expression on her face and then she hugs him and she's like it's my turn to hide now and oh my gosh i did not think Nero had that soft side to her because the first impression we got of her was like very controlled and very like snarky honestly and the way that she treats bella you know with that that attitude that she has so I did not expect her to have the soft side, but it's so cute. She, I think she clearly has a nice little relationship with Arthur. Yeah. Darcy is like a jack of all trades. You know, we meet her. She's very elegant, right? She's very composed. Then we see her with Darcy and, or not Darcy, we see her with Bella and she's like, oh my God, she is like very confident in herself. Very like almost flirty. Then here she is being like super wholesome too. So I'm just saying, I think I think Darcy and Bella should open an orphanage together. Because <laughs> Darcy... Being a good, a good uh, caretaker of little children, sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying Darcy has had the best interactions with children lately. So, you know, it could work. It could work, especially since Bella's an orphan. And so it would tie into her past. And they're, like, preventing what happened to Bella to ever happen to another kid again. And Darcy has the money for it. I'm just... I'm thinking, you know, thoughts are going in my head. Listen, it would be a very virtuous thing for them to do. So I think also, like, yes, like, it's nice to see the soft spot, but I think part of it is just her making sure to, like, cover, mm -hmm. like, not be suspicious in any way. Yeah. Because okay. even this little boy, like, he, he, like, if he mentions, like, oh, Nero was, like, in a weird mood or something, like, you know, to his mm -hmm. mom, and we know his mom is just the most, like, easily for a person to get sus really quickly so her yeah. just kind of maintaining that is also part of like her covering for what she's actually doing so yeah. i don't think that she i do think that her she's still like genuinely like sweet with him because you know he's just a little boy you know mm -hmm. i do wonder that uh I do wonder whether like Arthur is going to become a more relevant character to the story mm -hmm. you know because he has he has ties to the queen and the king, but he's also just like very innocent, right? Um, and he also has ties to uh, Darcy. And so like, he's prime blackmail material. Yeah. Like, if anyone wants to blackmail anything or anyone, you basically just get Arthur and you can blackmail like half the cast. Um, and is he going to be, you know, this, besides her, like is, is Darcy, for example, going to have to choose with like, is she going to have to harm him? or be a key in harming him and that would be like some really good conflict mm -hmm. uh the talk about how like darcy has to be wary around arthur lest he like uh report her to his mom 
I think it's interesting and I wonder if Arthur's gonna have to like choose between Darcy or his mother if something comes up to that point point. and he's too young to understand I think um it isn't I think he's he looks like very little like when things old enough to understand any politics or you have know how much he knows yeah. that. right now he's about nine or ten and mm. that was confirmed by F a while ago no, I guess my kids can they're a little bit they can understand they can get stuff yeah <laughs> the way he's portrayed honestly nine and ten year olds don't really i don't think they really act like this but he kind of looks younger but whatever it's okay i want to be um so yeah so now we go back to Mira darcy in um Tristan's home and looking ravishing and her fruit after line she does look very good <laughs> yeah i'm um, crying a little bit there's some tears yeah. in my eyes <laughs> Her outfit reminds me of like uh, an explorer in the African um, jungle, like the, in the early 1900s, like that that white shirt and kind yeah. <laughs> so she puts down her tea and she says, and that's how their meeting ended. And Doc and Tristan are sitting on the couch, folded arms, hands on their arm, you know, worried. And Tristan says, "I see. Thank you for your report, Lady Darcy." And Doc says, "They're paranoid of those. I never thought they'd come to suspect you too, Tristan." <laughs> this is is why Dawkins is suspicious you know because we we can safely rule out tristan now right but trist uh Dawkins is still very much like top suspect so you know if he is trained personally but he do be sus (laughs) yeah like damn imagine like if he is the leader and suddenly like Tristan is being suspected, like that would be horrible for him, right? Oh my God, I, can't I don't want anyone to be the leader that we know and love. It's gonna be so horrible. I think it's interesting also that Darcy is working for Tristan and Dawkins, and it definitely explains why she was at the party, you know, because it didn't really seem like uh, Darcy had ties to Lauren before as they had just met, but. You know, she knew Dawkins from work, so and it seems like Dawkins also recruited her to mm. for you know her what to this help means him. as well. This means that, like, you know, the infamous there he's dead. It's like now we know that she's at least pretty close with Tristan and Dawkins. So that could be one of them <laughs> being the he who is dead. And yeah. I don't want that. I don't want him to be anybody that we know again. But mm-hmm. that might be a bit too much to ask. I know, right? This- her like alliance with Dawkins and Tristan also means that she probably shares their ideology and mm-hmm. so which is much more like snapdragon aligned so I think that's interesting especially with her relationship to Bella as mm-hmm. Bella is phantom Scythe. Mm-hmm. so right I wonder what she thinks of what Bella does she can't uh, I'm assuming yeah. she doesn't approve of you know assassinations I wonder, like, does she even know? We still don't even know if Bella knows, if Darcy knows whether Bella is Phantom Scythe or not. Yeah. So. True, true. So much. So many mysteries. And she continues looking down thoughtfully. She says that it isn't that surprising. We are all scared. Which is interesting because she says we, but she includes herself. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. That, I don't know what she's afraid of exactly. But I wouldn't be surprised that <laughs> being a spy for like both Dr. Tristan and doing something for the queen also, I mean, that's got to be pretty anxiety-inducing for her, personally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, also, it's like she's being a spy, but she's also like, 
working very closely with the queen and the royal family. Also, her girlfriend is in the terrorist organization that they're all like trying to fight. And it's just like lots of lots of um, moving parts there. Yeah. Um, with, with Darcy, like, I do like how she is not like a static character. Like she is doing her own thing, even if it's kind of separate from everyone. Like she's, she's being a spy. She's, uh, you know, she, and later in this episode, she goes back to Bella's uh, trailer and leaves the note again. So I like that for her. Yeah. She's turning out to be interesting. So it's good. And she said, I better get going before you notice my access to the castle. So clearly she's there all the time. And that's it. They just in the back and get back and say, of course, many thanks, Nero. Your help is precious to us. Be careful. Oh, and- just, sorry. I just want to say that this could mean that Darcy lives in the castle, which could also be like why Bella calls her princess because she lives yes. in the castle. Yeah, I think she lives there. It sounds like it. Yeah. And then they lock the door after her. And Dawkins says, come, I need to show you something. And they walk together to the kitchen, and Dawkins has his arm around Tristan, which is very sweet. But I have to say, I do not think what happens next is very sweet at all. You suddenly randomly see uh, a, ba- a basket of croissants and, like, a box of coffee. And he says, Lauren baked custard croissants with a maid's help in the hope you'd feel better. She left them here before leaving tonight. Tristan looks at it and looks at it again, and he doesn't eat it. Yet, and that's where the scene ends. I have to say, he does smile a little bit like, too. What? He does smile a little bit as well. Okay, that's true. So I have to say, I don't for a freaking second believe that Lauren made these croissants. I'm sorry. I know everyone's like, oh, it's so smooth that you made them. I don't know. I can't see. First of all, I can't see Lauren making them. Second of all, why did she waste her time? Third of all, I'm sorry. I think it's just extremely excessive docking, and there's something in those croissants that is going to maybe knock him out. He's going to kill him because he loves him. I think that it might knock him out. Maybe, maybe the ball is coming up really soon, and there's something that he just wants him to be out of commission. I don't know. Maybe it's to save him so that he won't be at the ball and get like exploded. I don't know, but I feel like I feel like it's nothing. They're not what they seem, especially because he didn't eat it. I'm just saying, why know about this and not offer one to Darcy? Dokken, <laughs> why didn't you give one to my queen? Come on. Maybe he did give one and like Tristan didn't think about like, oh, we just have those, right? Like, I know, but like she had tea. They gave her tea or maybe she just brought her own tea. But she's a guest. Why would she bring her no, own tea? Come on. Like, give her, give her like something to go with the tea, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My roommate, she loves tea and she will just straight up, it'll be like 2 a.m. and she'll be just making tea and just drinking tea and that's it no food with it she she just loves tea she grew up with tea and all that so i'm just like okay well, also i saw i saw someone say in the server last night something about how like no a lot of people who bake they bake but then they don't eat what they make so it's 100 believable that lauren like helped with the baking and just didn't eat because lauren doesn't eat for shit and i was like you know and there's no way lauren ate any of these <laughs> I don't think I think that if Lauren was trying to do something sweet, we would like see her actually do it. I think this is not relevant to the story if it was just that. If it was Lauren being nice, I don't think it would be important enough to like show. I think there's something suspicious, something happening here with these croissants. I don't know. Maybe like they just did skip the scene because like maybe I just missed something, but 
Lauren going to the circus was like completely unexpected to me. Like she didn't have that line about how like, oh, maybe I should look into Redcliffe. And that was from 113, I think. But like, otherwise, like the circus before this episode, we like had no idea that they were going back. I'm pretty sure. Like we just didn't know that that was their plan. So maybe the scene was skipped. I do agree that it is kind of like a random thing, but also it's like efficiency of the story. Like we don't need to see every little thing happen. Mm -hmm. So like just having it be some things be relayed by characters. I don't mind, especially if they're like minor things. But yeah. Um yeah, I didn't think it was sus. I was just like, huh, random. But also I know that um Laura like didn't after like their patrol didn't will make sure that Lauren just wouldn't be in person again until further down, or was she still doing half days? I don't I think I remember reading yeah. that one and being like, Oh, is she just not gonna go to work until that Lauren's- opera night or whatever? <laughs> Yeah, Lauren's not supposed to be there until the opera. Yeah. So. so I think she was probably pulled out of her mind. And then she had her um, 2020 quarantine situation where she has nothing to do at home. Let's bake. Okay. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm going I'm to hold that for some drama with these persons. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm not like completely against like something going on. But it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. I think it's just a small thing. Yeah, I think I kind of like how Tristan has this little smile because if it was like actually made by Lauren, you know, she's thinking of her uncle, you know, after all that they've been through and, you know, the, she is kind of like a daughter to him mm-hmm. and that's kind of confirmed over the last few episodes post Factory. So it, it's sweet. It's wholesome. And maybe there are some sleep inducing drugs in the croissants that Dawkins added. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll find out. So now we have some more intrigue. We open up to Bella's trailer, and who has walked in unannounced and unasked and uninvited once again? Our Lady Mira. No, <laughs> oh like, such poor security. Sorry. Actually, does Bella not lock her trailer? Like, how does she get in? Maybe she taught Mira how to pick locks. I don't know. Oh. Maybe Nara knows. Maybe, I like that. I like that. Maybe Nara knows how to pick locks. How do you think? Like maybe she picked a lock, and that's how she was able to get into those secret passageways in the castle. Nice. I really like Bella being the one teaching her that. That's neat. Um, mm. But I think it's funny how she breaks into her girlfriend's trailer again. Like, <laughs> like she got It'd rejected the first stopped. time, and she's like, "I'm back." <laughs> It'd be funny if she stopped and was like, "Wait," before she leaves the note, and she like makes herself tea, drinks it, puts it down. Like, okay, <laughs> then does it. Yeah, that seems to be her her ammo you know also it means that what she told doc and tristan was a bit of a lie she's not she didn't leave early to get back to the castle she left early to go to her girlfriend's place um but yeah like i am wondering now does bella sleep on the couch is that a living situation right now maybe it's like <laughs> because, a pull out like a futon yeah maybe it does have a futon in there because you can't really tell if there's like another room to this trailer and we've only seen this part of the trailer so maybe there is no second room so i like to think that bella sleeps on her couch i think the trailer is pretty small we saw the outside i don't think it's um i don't think it's big like i think it's just one one room New college student futon fold-out bed situation is what i think i'm just saying if it is a futon bed pull-out situation that futon could fit two people so of course yeah. <laughs> nice. So she heads over to the couch futon, and under the pillow, you see, you know, she picks up the pillow, and you see her leave the room. 
We see a note under the pillow. Oh, oh, oh. Leaving love letters, are we? It's probably the same note that she tried to give Bella in episode 89, which I believe has an address and then probably like a date to meet. So mm. she's yeah. asking for Bella's help. And we don't know what, we still don't know what that help um, is for. But mm. given now that we know about Elizabeth's suspicions of Redcliffe, it could be that Darcy's trying to look into Redcliffe herself. And so she goes to the person that she knows is ties to Redcliffe, that mm. being Bella. Or warn her, maybe. She knows Bella and very devoted to with my breakfast. Well, does she, though? Because maybe Bella did tell her about how, like, how she doesn't really care about Redcliffe anymore. Because that's what she was telling Kieran, right? And I feel like she would actually trust Darcy maybe a bit more with this kind of information because Darcy's not PS. So it depends how long Bella's held the sentiment of how much she doesn't care for Redcliffe anymore. Mm. Yeah. More mystery. So now we segue. We see some outdoor lights and we see Lorian in her delightful blue dress. And she's walking some people behind her and she sees the police um uh what's it called when they're patting someone down? Yeah just patting them down. Yeah and she thinks they weren't kidding about the increased measures. And she's in front of the circus and she has a little flashback and she says, I haven't been here since that night. And we have a flashback to what the fortune teller told her. We have cards, as she says, the future, although it appears solid, the tower has been built on unstable truths and its truths and delusions. The world, as you know, will come crashing down before you. Stricken by the molting, lightning bolt of truth, there is no escape from the destruction. And this this did happen, right? This is what she found out that her parents were apostles. Right? Am I? Mm-hmm. The next part, and then we have, and then the reason, a betrayal. A painful, unexpected, but inevitable ending. Someone around you has or will stab you in the back, which that part is like, makes it super open-ended. <laughs> While you cannot change your actions, you have power over your response to it. A final card, a potential outcome. First on the tarot card, death. Or in shock, inevitable. But death isn't just about life ending. It's about new beginnings, too. The old needs to die for the new to come, be it for better or for worse. Well, so what are your thoughts now on this on this fortune telling? Um, like, a little more information. Yeah, the emphasis on like the old needs to die for the new to come and then just kind of a lot of the focus that we've gone on like Snapdragon lately. It makes me think that the Phantom Scythe is actually going to like overthrow the monarchy and then season four is going to like by the end of season three. And then season four is going to be about the PS actually ruling Artalis. Hmm. I I personally see it more as like the overall end game of this story is going to end up with um, some sort of government reform mm-hmm. where they begin to have more social services for all citizens and whatnot and like things that actually begin to improve per- like I think that's what it means potentially but like I think there will be some sort of revolution before that that's gonna be bad and yeah. have a lot of um, bad stuff but yeah and also because death old- is not always a bad like she said death is not always like a bad like a bad card to get it's usually like change or like something like that i i have tarot cards as well i don't have them with me here but once we got this reading i like went into my like got all my cards and read the book on each of them and i was like yeah this is <laughs> it's it's more about um change old into new rather than 
something ending or like it is something ending but it's it's more about ev- evolution rather than like a hard stop <laughs> yeah and the line the old needs to die and then darcy's like he's dead line makes me think someone you know from the older side of the cast is definitely not surviving this season what about if he's dead or first of all like, i don't know someone we don't really care about can, like can <laughs> yeah maybe i mean maybe it is because like lauren you know she's probably hiding out in the cave right and then darcy comes to bring the news that the king is dead like <laughs> that, damn. Means that, that means that little arthur is, is king now and that people are gonna take advantage of him because he'll probably need a regent to read to rule in his stead since he's like a boy which means elizabeth is gonna run the show and that's gonna be awful yeah that would maybe being you know bring the confrontation to a head that'd be cool maybe oh my god what if okay what if like philip dies arthur gets put in as king right and then Dokken, still Dokken and Elizabeth, it's a war between them to try and like manipulate the new king, right? Because he's so young. And Arthur, who's like really sad, you know, over his father dying and then just kind of lost being like thrust into this position. He turns to Darcy because she's like the main source of comfort in his life. I would, I would pass away. <laughs> and maybe, <gasps> what if, okay, this is really far-fetched, but maybe like there's a parallel to episode 110 and Arthur tells Darcy how like he understands what it's like to be the butterfly now and like I would pass away I would actually pass away Aww, <laughs> that would be sweet, but also I don't think it's up to him to pick his like regent because usually how these things go in real life is like if uh, a monarch dies and their heir is like a child it's you the parliament or a council picks who will be their regent and it usually just have to pick the person because like you know that's all the royal responsibility and whatever it can't just be like up to the child since they don't know better yet so usually it's given to like the mother or mm-hmm. um something like that so but it would be nice if he was like um i want to listen to darcy not y'all awful that would be nice but also like he's just a small boy and i don't know how much he'd realistically have like in terms of control because mm-hmm. if his mother is given like a regency then he doesn't really have anything because he's not the king in terms of like being able to actually do things it's her who will have all the power and she could just be like okay um hey what you're gonna be in your room you're gonna be doing all of these things I'll take care of everything. He might just be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I wonder if the idea of him, like, one-on-one, like, trying to understand Darcy, but also, like, he's a boy. I do think if Elizabeth takes over, that would be a good way for the revolution to start, because she would probably enforce a lot harsher measures, and then people would get upset, and then blah, 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 revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the person who betrayed, betrayed or will betray Lauren? Now that we have a bit more information. Not Kieran, 100%. No way. It's not. I was going to say, I think Kieran is still on the table, especially after that protectee moment, hallucination thing that he went through. Like, that was pretty suspicious, my guy. We already had to deal. It took us an entire season of us getting over that. And I don't think that would be just like smart because then it's kind of like a regression and it feels like we've done this already, you know, like story-wise. Mm-hmm. No. I don't think Kieran, but I think Kieran loves her too much. 
I think yeah. the I don't think it's going to be Kieran. March. It's just funny. I see yeah, this is my, I, I think my main person is March. I'm still so sus of that man. That I really want, like, in my heart. Because the betrayal feels so, like, personal to Lauren, I, I'm kind of hoping that the betrayer, like, they did, they weren't static in the betrayal, right? Like, it wasn't there that they were, like, just witnessing and that happened. They were, like, very much involved in that betrayal. And they did it knowing that, like, it was, it would hurt Lauren. That's what I'm kind of hoping. Because, like, it's kind of talking about, like, someone has hurt Lauren, you know, someone has betrayed Lauren. So I don't want it to be something like someone does something and, oh, it it just also happened to betray Lauren at the same time. I want it to be like, yeah, they did this knowing it would hurt Lauren if it got out. Yeah, I'm with that. Hey, what if it can be Herman? Like Herman discovering that she's loon and, and, you know, revealing that to the public. I feel like a betrayal implies that you're not expecting it. Okay. And like mm-hmm. she's fully like that her conversation with Will, which talks about him knowing and kind of being freaked out about it. It's like that seems like she's something something that she's fully like bracing for. True. Also, Herman's not exactly on her side. He's always been opposed to her. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah, sure. All right. Well, we'll find out. So she thinks to herself now, should I go back and see her? I can't check the feeling she knows things somehow. So I wonder, do you think the fortune teller knows something besides for her fortune telleriness? Or do you think she actually know her name without even asking? I can't remember if that was the case, but I, I think that's what happened. Mm, yeah. And she looks and she sees our boy Kieran blowing bubbles. He's so cute. Of course he does. And he's entertains himself like that. <laughs> I love that it. it's like they could have had him be like, you know, looking all edgy, maybe like smoking or something, but no, bubbles. Yes. <laughs> the lighting is fantastic. And so I was thinking um, the new renderer on Instagram and the flat artist. So thank you to all the people who work and make this comic. It's so beautiful. It's, it's stunning. The lighting is always so amazing. That's what, that was, I don't know. I'm not going to say best today. I never sat down and compared it, but definitely one of the best lightings I've ever seen in my life. And he kind of he looks up at her and his lips are still pursed. He's like, oh. which, you know, duck face Kieran, so cute. <laughs> I can't say that I didn't think of him kissing Lauren at this moment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think of that. God. Uh. And she nods at him. And we have some beautiful lights, the fairy girl, uh, there we go. Harris wheels. <laughs> I was saying fairy go around. Nope, the fairy wheel. And what? It is all the lights are just so nice. Yeah. And he's like feeling well enough for this detective. They're walking together, such a cute couple. And obviously, as people were noting, the, the level of comfort that they have, friendship that they have, as compared to the first time they were in the circus, just so beautiful to see the progression of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I made Lucy back together and died in my sleep and woke me up. <laughs> Maybe that's why she was baking. Lucy was like, come, you're not doing this to me again. You're going to help me make these things now. Maybe. And she's like, I thought I was a little weak, but I'm much better, honestly. What about you? And he's like, this is good as new. Slept about three hours. should be enough for the rest of the week. <laughs> why is it me right now? God. Oh, no. 
I've not been sleeping well at all recently. So when he said that, I was like, I relate so hard. Sorry. This is all I've got like one month left of school. So it's just all of that. Mm-hmm. This deprivation is the worst. It's horrible. Legit form of torture. Anyway, and she says, I don't know if I should envy or pity the fact that you're speaking the truth, which of course Lauren wants to envy it because she also is not a sleeper and, you know, does stuff instead of sleeping. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what did you do last night? And he says, now what do you want to know, detective? <laughs> and she and Lauren just comes back with the most like, rude line ever and she's like whatever you did it probably didn't last long considering your current physical state okay Lauren we see that in your window there the banter I'm here yeah. for it I missed it I'm happy we haven't had these two interact since like 112 it's been so long really it's been seven episodes no, it's, not that long. it's been so long <laughs> but then you you concerned me Seven episodes isn't that long. Like seven <laughs> weeks of my life, man. That is very long to me in my heart. Fine. Bro, I you had to wait understand. 20 episodes I've... for Darcy to go time. back to Bella's house. And that's the closest we've gone for a Bill Darcy interaction. Okay, well, Bella and Darcy are side characters. These are the main characters. We're meant to get more of them together. We didn't. But I, I'm like, you know what? We got a lot of good shit outside of it we got a lot of we got him and bella we got mm-hmm. we got her and tristan and Duncan. we got kim and will i'm not saying it was time wasted i'm just saying i missed this <laughs> i'm just saying episode 115 gotta be like my favorite episode period like that episode between kieran and bella was so good and mm-hmm. it was really good partly and because lauren wasn't there and i feel bad for saying that but it's true <laughs> Honestly, oh. I wish Lauren was present for a lot of these conversations because it's like, I'm like, which one of you is lying? But that's the fun of it. They're all lying and we don't know what part is mostly lie, what part's only like kind of lie. Mm-hmm. Yes. My detector ability is very useful. <laughs> so Kieran comes right back at her and he's like, stick around next time and find out. I will tell you, he always says with her and he fucking means it, okay? He means it. He just hides it in the guise of sarcasm because he's too afraid to tell her his real feelings that he would like to, you know, engage in the horizontal tango with Lauren. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> I do kind of wonder though, like, it can't be that long since that evening from 115 it definitely it probably wasn't the night before but wasn't that the night no it can't have been the night before yeah but it um, it, it reads kind of recent. like it was but i don't yeah. know he's been doing other shit i'm assuming mm-hmm. so like it it as good as new, i i think he doesn't i don't think kieran is actually like physically better really he just like yeah i'm fine and he believes that like he believes like oh, i can do anything and then you know he still has like two ribs broken or something Mm. I mean, but because he be- can't really do anything sadly you just yeah. have to sit there <laughs> but because he believes that he's uh because he believes that he can do stuff he's like yeah i he fully believes that he's fine even though Again, he he's been through worse isn't. so he's probably just yeah. like yeah I've, I've i've done i've been walking i've like you know i've done everything else with broken bones and bruises and all these things i was okay then so i'm okay now and it's like sure jam Mm-hmm. yeah that's what i think what's going on with karen right now so maybe in one of the next few episodes there's gonna be a moment where he has to do something and he's like oh shit i can't do this and he's like i thought you said you were fine you yeah, know she's like i knew you were fine 
also. I feel it in my bones. We're going to get some good locky shit in the coming weeks. And I'm, 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 I need, this is what I needed in my life right now to make me feel like, okay, I'm like, okay, there's good things. Getting good things still. <laughs> so, um, like, enlighten me because my brain is not functioning right now. Sleep deprivation. Um, why, why was this, why can't Kieran's interaction with, like, the leader and Bella have been last night? Did anything happen that I missed? Because, um, wait. Actually, we don't really have any time. Like, that could fully be just, we're getting information out of order. So mm-hmm. that could have fully been last night. But also, just because it happened so long ago, like, we got, like, the Tristan, Dokken, and Lauren stuff, and then it cuts to the Kieran Bella stuff and the leader stuff. And then it cuts to Lauren finally going to work after a few days. So the implication is that this stuff with Kieran happened, like, relatively close to when he visited her. And then she recovered for a few days, and then she went back to work. And, like, you know, it, it feels like it's a longer time based on just what's okay. been happening. But it could have been last night. We don't know. But think, also, he could fully be doing other things as well, and we just don't know about them. Yeah, I okay, hear me out. It could have actually been last night. I thought it wouldn't because of episodes like 116 and 117, and I probably have to reread. But right now, I kind of see the timeline as, um, so the day kind of starts on 111, right? Lauren, Kim and Will come over, right? Then in 112, Lauren sees Kieran, and then she talks to Tristan and Dawkin, and that conversation with Tristan and Dawkin goes into 113. Um, and meanwhile, Kieran is home, and he's, like, super injured, and he's just lamenting with his runes. And later that night, he goes out, and he stumbles across Bella killing Flemings. And me- meanwhile, while he's doing that, the meeting is happening between the Phantom Scythe uh, higher ups and then we have 115 which is still that same night he's talking to bella then we have the morning later which is 116 and herman's kind of on to lauren and that's also he's... when he wakes up from his nightmare about lauren yeah Ooh. and then we go to 117 it's the same day and then 118 is that evening of that day and then this is also that same evening which is a lot <laughs> For one day, but it also it kind of reminds me of like the um, like late season one, early season two, because it was like a lot of episodes, and it literally took over the span of like three days, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got um stuff at the a Golden Clover, mm-hmm. finding out about Harvey, the apartment, funeral, killing everybody in the tower. All of that was in the span of like a day. Yeah, like four days about because Carmine's like two days later. So that's kind of funny to me. But yeah, it could very much have been last night that he was talking to Bella. And especially now that he's at the circus, like maybe Bella is still here because Hecate is here. If Lauren thinks like, oh, maybe I go see her. So maybe Bella is performing still. Yeah. So Lauren's response is like, that him. You know, and she ignores it and she just says, You're investigating, right? And he says, Yes, and we got bad news. Fantastic. The first one being that, and he leads you over to a curtain, starts to open the curtain. Kamish, it's you, Sophie! <laughs> and then, 
She's a little autopilot. It's like she faces like exploding bombs, ticking time things, and factories and nitro with relative equanimity. But dressing up, she cannot handle. Uh, the last time that they had this situation, we got the apartment stuff, which is some of my favorite stuff with them. So, oh, praying for more good shit. Oh but like, Kieran's such like a drama queen. I love it. He's like, it's dry sometimes because he knows she hates it and he's just like, ooh, and she's just being like horrified. It's the funniest thing. Do you think we're going to get dressed up as circus members? Or do we get dressed up as? Has to like just plain old disguises so no one recognizes them? Maybe like, I don't know. Some it's They're at the circus right now. It could be anything. Um, I don't know. They, they, they're going to have to be like, um, is it conspic- inconspicuous? They they need to try and blend in with whatever they're doing. I'm just like, what are they gonna dress up as? I don't know. I feel like it could just be like circus. Mm-hmm. It's like circus, um, like workers, so they can like go around, kind of like inconspicuously and get more information on the circus. Because yep. I think this is really supposed to like kind of build off of Lauren's line from 113 where she's like yeah we gotta look into Redcliffe more mm. also also having a disguise just makes sense because the last time she was here she was um, framed for murder and um, she really can't afford to be seen again at this circus right it's like why do you keep going here like all this like I don't know that would seem really suspicious right especially since she's been to the circus already so it's not like she's like I just wanted to like go again like that could be it that feels really flimsy so yeah she realistically getting a disguise just makes sense (laughs) but yeah I yeah I really hope that Bella is there so she can see Kieran and Lauren there and be like come on I think it would be so funny if like she tries to like toy with Lauren a bit and she introduces herself to Lauren she's like oh my god I heard so much about you you're Kieran's girlfriend right he, he told me so much we're like old friends we go way back and Kieran has to like grin and bear it you know yeah, <laughs> Lauren probably knows it's Belladonna because she's seen her with Tim's sake and shit so she's just oh. like oh true she does know Lauren uh, yeah like Lauren's like she spied on them together she saw her murder Tim so it's like ooh mm-hmm. or maybe she or maybe Bella pulls a Sandman and kidnaps Karen leaving Lauren wherever <laughs> she's like hey yo Karen what is she doing here oh god I scroll down to the comments these are the top comments for this episode are so funny uh, the, guys I think Tristan and Duncan might be gay it's, you know, really empath, you know, sensing. I, be an empath sensing that Dawkin and Tristan are in a relationship. Oh, yes. Uh, and then the other one, I think Lauren being able to bake is the most surprising thing we've ever happened so far. I mean, it's true. Lauren's it, face on the, again, yes. All of these. All of these. Yes. Yeah, PH fans have a good sense of humor, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> You can also tell that the comments I noticed this, and it's kind of funny to me. The comments about the queer relationships have more dislikes than the other comments, which is sad. But yeah. it's the homophobia. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. 
has no place here in our in this story. No, no. I would we will love take to terrorism see. and all this other shit, but no. Yeah, Stefan. Stefan earlier in that episode, he made the word lover a slur. You know, like mm-hmm. he was like, was it like Tristan <laughs> or Dokken and his lover, like the right hand man and his lover? I was like, dang, he made that word derogatory. <laughs> As well. Lover derogatory. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just because he's he didn't like them, you know, and he's yeah. um, his homophobia art, you know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I didn't see that necessarily, but you know, he's not, yeah, yeah, not actually, not. but his jokes. I wonder though, like, uh, I we're probably gonna get Bella again. So I know I'm, I never shut up about her, but because Darcy did leave the note there, we are probably gonna get her again. Sometime mm. and especially with the circus, you know. So, like, I just think it'd be kind of funny if Bella sees Kieran with his girlfriend, right? And then she goes home and she finds a note <laughs> from her girlfriend that she doesn't want to be her girlfriend, you know. Alternately, alternately, what if we see Bellarcy interaction and Lauren sees Bellarcy interaction? She's like, interesting, huh? The girl whose will dad is trying to set up with him mm-hmm. is with this assassin. Huh. Like, oh my god, imagine and that's like, why we get Lauren and Darcy like beginning to like mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. stuff at the cave later. Imagine Lauren's like, oh my god, I have to tell I have to tell this poor woman that this other woman is Phantom Scythe, you know, and that she's a golden viper assassin. And so she like she goes to Darcy, she's like, I have I have terrible news. <laughs> you know, Be- Belladonna is the golden viper, and Darcy's like, Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, and and she's like, "Well, yeah, you're with Kieran, hike the purple highlanders." Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> that be crazy? Darcy knew who he was. That would be fun. Well, Dar- uh, Kieran does know Darcy, right? He yes. makes several references to her. So, I, but like that, that's imp- like I don't know if that means that he's met her yet. So you know, but yeah. like could be, or like even if she has met him, how does she like if she knows that he's the purple hyacinth? But mm-hmm. I kind of really hope that Kieran and Darcy have met because I think they would be actual best friends mm-hmm. you know um, but also like the the Darcy and then Kieran third wheel is my favorite trio in this comic so I need them to know each other for personal reasons <laughs> um, but yeah I think it would be kind of funny if Darcy knew that Kieran was the PH and was like yeah I'm chill with that you know mm-hmm. All right, do you have any other, other theories? Uh, um, I guess building off that, I think Bella is in debt to Kieran. And I do think that that debt relates to Darcy since, again, Kieran knows about her. And if he doesn't know about her, I think it would be funny if Bella, like when they were younger, Bella was like, let me tell you about this stunning woman I met today, you know? <laughs> they like gossip between themselves. That's funny. Uh, was, yeah. Oh, I feel the Loki coming. I feel it in my bones yeah. again. Amen. So, I want it. I love Loki. Please give it to us. Please. In my hour of need, please give it to me. <laughs> yes, Bendon deserves it. Bendon's been working hard. Please reward Bendon. <laughs> so stressed. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Master's degree, man. It does this to you. <laughs> yep. All right, well, with that positive prayer for the future, let us conclude.
Thank you for having us as always. Yes. Yep, and have a wonderful night and good luck with school. You Thank too. You. Good night. Thank you so much to my current patrons Susie, Lady Lippis, Lily, Jelly, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tacos, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Patty, Emilta, Esther, and watching your people, Taurus, Poppy Seed, Marie, Emily, Jean, Jen, Aaron, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Miranda, Christine, Sadie, Kelly, Daniel, Teresa, Mrs. Gastaldo, Jen, and Tatiana. Your support is truly appreciated.